Hi guys, welcome back to season four, episode nine, a Melon Girl Problem Podcast. And today I'm going to dive into one of my favorite video game series, besides the lore uh, Tomb Raider series, is the Assassin's Creed series. Now, from this list, I'm going to be ranking worst to best uh, Assassin's Creed games. And you know, um, according to the the producer who creates it. Uh, the Assassin's Creed series. What does Metacritic make of every Assassin's Creed game from the first to Valhalla from Pirate to Revolution and which game is considered the best? Now these are just my opinions to take it with a grain of salt. Um, based on the unique premise of Assassin's Creed, successful combat um, combine that with historical fiction and action adventure to an open world um, scenario that keeps pushing boundaries, taking players into increasingly um, well-developed uh, scenarios and well-engaging um, stories. Now, uh, Assassin's Creed, you know, if you played the franchise before, you know a little bit of the history. Um, you know, the latest entries of Assassin's Creed, players are introduced further and further into the past than ever before. And while the franchise had its ups and downs, it managed to retain a great deal of consistency throughout the series that is produced in 12 games to knowledge to debate and you know sometimes when you get too comfortable with traditional gameplay sometimes um there are some things that point out that I tend to point out that you never really shear away from the exploring your ideas to constantly bond along with the industry and offering a lot something new to keep the audience satisfied and begging for more now one thing that I liked um Assassin's Creed is one of the most massive and successful mega franchise in gaming history like many franchises there are many entries of the series from the original Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed Valhalla however the Assassin's Creed series doesn't stop there because like many other franchises there are many spin-offs um, and even though um, spin-offs to some sort become the first game of the franchise, there was also some games for mobile devices, because as I said, was iOS and Android phone, but they're long been since been discontinued. Um, number 19, I'll start off with Assassin's Creed Altero Chronicle that came in 2008. It was also available on the Nintendo DS. With very awkward controlling and more emphasis on stealth than anything else, Prince of Persia, then uh, it kind of more, it was more similar to Prince of Persia than Assassin's Creed. Um, Alta Chrono was a poor attempt at handheld. While it was impressive that Ubisoft was able to put an open world into a DS cartridge, it was a completely rushed product. The big issue that the game faced was its length. It can be beaten completely over a weekend, and even for an early Assassin's Creed entry, that was way too short. Sadly, it also suffered from a few flaws that the very first Assassin's Creed had Altair is not a very interesting character. Number 18 on this is Assassin's Creed Russia that came out in 2016. It was available on Xbox One, PS4, PS Vita, and PC. The spin-off version of Assassin's Creed was never beloved, but Chronicles did provide a unique 2D side uh, scrolling experience. However, the fans did notice one thing rather quickly. Each sequel barely changed anything. But Russia, the big thing fan praised was in 1918 Russia setting, an era more advanced than the renders had ever explored. The World War World War One setting was refreshing, and the main character was neat, but it was still considered average clone to the Chronicles game. Number 17, Assassin's Creed Bloodline, came out in 2019 and is available on PlayStation, uh, PlayStation Portable. Um, Alter made a return in the Assassin's Creed Bloodline, which saw the series become portable with the Sony PlayStation Portable. Why it was praised for Altair's giving proper turn and a better story than Altair's Chronicles, it can 
play was another step backwards for fans who loved Assassin's Creed 2 at the time. Despite the impressively large open world map for the handheld title, the gameplay was a bit choppy with less polish and all due to the limitations of the PS PlayStation Portable, a common problem with the gaming system. Um, Assassin's Creed uh, number 16, Assassin's Creed Chronicles India that came in 2016, available on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Continuing from the first Assassin's Creed Chronicles India, continues to explore more exotic settings, and this time showcasing the beauty and culture of India. Many praises for the visual of India, but the Chronicle of Russia, the sequel, just didn't do anything to innovate the spin-off series. However, in terms of the sequel, there is really nothing terrible about it. If one enjoys the first Chronicle game, then they will likely enjoy the Chronicle of India despite the lack of average ratings from this this series. Then you have Assassin's Creed 2 Discovery that came out in 2009 but also available on Nintendo DS. Uh, Enzo Adira de Francisi, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, finally got his chance to shine in the handout title Assassin's Creed 2 Discovery. As such, the game received praise for continuing the legacy of one of the most beloved main protagonists of the whole franchise, managed to improve upon its formula. But, unfortunately, there were still critiques for it being far too short and simply feeling like it's a watered-down version of Prince of Persia, but with an okay story that takes place at the event of Assassin's Creed 2 DLC. Then you have Assassin's Creed China that came out in 2015. This is available on Xbox One, PS4, PS Vita, and PC. The first of the Chronicle spin-offs is definitely the best. The main protagonist is Xiao Jun, has the credit of being one of the first franchise's first playable female assassin. Xiao Jun was also praised due to her more grounded story and respectful portrayal of an aging character. For a more straightforward side-scrolling action self game, Chronicles China is a refreshing break from the open world vastness of the main tiles. Is it considered considered perfect? No. It could have been a lot worse, but now all three Chronicle games are available in the trilogy packs that everyone can enjoy. Then you have Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation that came in 2012. It's available on Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, PS Vita, and PC. Despite making its title sound like a DLC for Assassin's Creed 3, um, Liberation is actually a spin-off development exclusively for the new at the time PlayStation Vita. In terms of handheld titles, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation is often considered the definitive game for it. It keeps the open world gameplay that the franchise is known for, but manages to keep its uh, smooth and fun counterpart consoles. Um, it's praised for taking Assassin's Creed gameplay, but creating the first female assassin to a new unique location and satisfying gameplay. Liberation was also beloved that it even got an HD remake for two different generations of the console. Assassin's Creed Unity that came in 2014. It's available on Xbox One, PS4, PC, and Strata. In 2014, it was not a very good year for Assassin's Creed, but both of their releases received the lowest scores in the entire franchise. With Assassin's Creed Unity achieving a weighing average of 71, indicating mixed or average reviews. Most of the critiques centered around the game's small scope, numerous technical issues, which included bugs, glitches, poor graphic, as well as performance and connective uh issues. The plot is set during the French Revolution and centered on Anno Victor Doreen's effort to expose the true power behind the revolution. Then you have Assassin's Creed Road that came in 2014. The first two games released in 2014, Assassin's Creed Rose Final Mission actually served as the prelude for Unity, setting during the Seven War Seven Year War. Rogue follows Shay Patrick, Conmic, an assassin turned Templar and effort to hunt down and kill members of the Brotherhood who betrayed him. But at its average uh, impressive score was like 72. Rogue called a mixed uh, review. Graded metrics it praised with the primary twist of playing as a Templar instead of an assassin, as well as a 
complexity of the particular characters gave how it received criticism for its similarity to Black Flag as well as plot overall being very predictable. Then you have Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Um, things improved by 2015, but the friends remained at a low point for Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Um, I feel like Assassin's Creed Syndicate followed the two sw- twins assassin, Jacob and Evie Frey, tend to take back their city from Templar control. Setting during Victoria era London, Syndicate received a more positive reputation than Unity and Rogue, but particular praise going towards the plot, the graphic and the mission. Many considered to return to form for the franchise, although criticism was directed at the repetitiveness of the gameplay. Thing of Assassin's Creed that came out in 20, 2007. Then the game that really started the whole Assassin's Creed franchise placed during the third crusade in the Holy Land, introducing Desmezzo Miles, the franchise de facto lead, at least for the first game. The central conflict between Assassin and Templar is also introduced. Pray for its inner, innate what's the word I'm looking for? Um, innovation, premise, engaging storytelling, and visuals. Overall originality. Assassin's Creed received a a good score. It had very favorable reviews, and I think also it had a live action um, film. Started Michael Fassbender, inspired by the original uh, Assassin's Creed idea, premiered, and it was a box office bomb. It failed really badly. There are sometimes where video games should not be turned to movies, um, but we'll see because. As far as I'm concerned, I think it's uh, the the game that stars Nathan Drake. The name is like drawing me blank right now, but that's also becoming um, a movie slash video game adapt- live action adaptation. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, it's not a box office bomb. Fingers crossed. Um, Assassin's Creed Revelation that came out in 2011, um, the fourth game in the main. Uh, Assassin's Creed series continued a revelation. The story of Desmond Miles, still voiced by Noel Nathan, as tries to avert the 2012 apocalypse. It's mainly set during the 12th and 13th centuries in Masif Kapuna in Constantinople. Like most games in the franchise, the repetitiveness and familiar gameplay received criticism, and although Revelation also received praise for its storyline graphic, also the first and so far the only game where all versions were received the same grade on metrics critique system with PC, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3. And then you have Assassin's Creed 3 that came out in 2012. The sequel of Revelation and the fifth game overall, despite the third on the title, Assassin's Creed 3 contains the apocalyptic storyline and is set during the American Revolution. It generously published a positive review and the game was involved in like a little bit of uh, controversy where it was accused of anti-British semantics while promoting American nationalism, particularly during the markings days. Um, I think there was one critique where it said it depicted both sides were bound with reviewers agreeing and then with some of them claimed the game did not portray or did not portray it right, I feel like. And then you have Assassin's Creed Origins. A successor to Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Origins is in Egypt and at the end of the Plotemic period uh, era, 49 BC, it explores the conflict between the Hidden Ones, ancients or ancestors of the assassins, and the ancient and the order of the ancients, forerunner, forerunner of the Templar. It's introducing the role-playing elements, but retaining the open-world elements and stealth element to the franchise. Praise for the bold new direction it took in the franchise, as well as its freedom, vast open-world allowed. Origin also received criticism for the slow pacing and technical issues. In this case, you really can't please everyone, but Origin successfully took Assassin's Creed into a new and exciting adventure and path. Um, then you have Assassin's Creed Valhalla that came out in 2020. The latest entry in Assassin's Creed canon Valhalla served as a successor to Odyssey set during the Viking invasion of British 
second in 872 AD, the player assumes control of Viking of uh, and River, who becomes involved in the Asian conflict between Templar and Assassin. Highly anticipated since the announcement, and Bahadur seems praised for its narrative and world design. Again, criticism was arise again because of the familiarity of the gameplay. Indeed, games play more of the tight mix of previous hits rather than a fresh into your original tunes. But for now, it was a clear signal that the franchise is still in the fine form. And then you have Assassin's Creed Black Flag that came out in 2013. Um, Black Friday marked as a shift in the series gameplay. It was set in the 18th century of Caribbean during the golden age of piracy. Black Flag follows Walsh pirate Edward Kenway, voiced by Matthew Ryan, before he was fanned for John Constantine, who stumbled upon the Assassin Templar conflict. The game featured a great deal of ship-based ac- ship action, with particular emphasis on strategy and exploration. Um, again, there's a lot of criticism because Black Hat was considered an interesting and successful shift to traditional formulas, but I think the criticism still stemmed in repetitiveness of the missions as well as modern storylines were considered intrusive. And Black Flag was open world, which was really received high praise, particularly for a very large scope. It received all high notes in its uh, with the execution, and especially when it's on the PS3 version, but a very high rating. And then you have Assassin's Creed Odyssey that came out in 2018. Premiering in 2018, Assassin's Creed Odyssey took the franchise into full RPG mode. Odyssey took players further into the past than ever before, taking places between years 431 to 422 BC, setting against the battle of the Prelegian War. Players control a mercenary fight for both sides as they attempt to find their family. Odyssey received critical claim for its characters, like character, scope, setting, plots, gameplay, and story. However, it was criticized for being overly ambitious. I mean, really? Indeed, the game exceeded its grasp. It had a really good store, but it, I'm, I'm, I thought it was okay. I thought the game was fantastic. And then you have Assassin's Creed Brotherhood that came out in 2010. Entering the Golden Age of Assassin's Creed, Brotherhood served as a direct sequel to Assassin's Creed and continues Edna at Tito de France's quest to restore the Assassin Order and bring down the powerful uh, Brednoser family, his enemies. Set in 16th century Italy, mainly Rome, Brotherhood earned critical acclaim. Reviewers praised the setting, the gameplay, and multiplayer mode, although some found the story inferior to its predecessor. The PlayStation 3 version is the first one to achieve a, a high score on this uh, review and it has both versions for Xbox 360 and PC version. And then number one is Assassin's Creed 2 that came out in 2009. Assassin's Creed 2 consolidates the franchise as a force to be reckoned with to be recognized in the gaming world, taking a place of height in the Italian Renaissance that follows Enzo as he grudges against those who prayed his family, discovering a mysterious left behind by an injured race known as the First Civilization. Critical acclaim as the first time it's released, Assassin's Creed 2 was a open world in which players could explore Florence, Venice, um, Monterigo, and Florine received universal praise. Assassin's Creed and the rest of the game started Angel are beloved that they received the remaster of PlayStation 4 as for one error in one of their own packs of their own. Now going back and delving into like the Assassin's Creed franchise, you know, you can't please, I feel like everyone, because everyone's going to have to have opinion on what game I think is the best, but overall I think despite like the whole Assassin's Creed like franchise, it just the games are gonna keep improving and try to satisfy, you know, the clients as they may be. And you know, I feel like there are gonna be probably one more entry to the Assassin's Creed uh franchise, which you know could be a dual um player do both male and female or just pick one gender or the other. But overall, I think the Assassin's Creed have the really structured storyline where you can tell how much they're improving their games and how much they want to 
satisfy the fan, the mystery, the storyline, and the plot, and the open world badness, like, satisfies the players, because, you know, as a video game industry, they spend so much time trying to make sure they listen to the, you know, the fans, and the, the audience, and what they want, want to improve, and what they want fixed, but, you know, as, it takes time to develop games, and I think, as an avid video game player, and knowing friends who play this series, I think, you know, the games that I see, I think I'm fairly impressed with this Assassin's Creed franchise, and they just gotta keep up the good work and see what games they bring out next to surprise us with. But until then, thanks God for today's review, and I will see y'all next time. But until then.